welcome back to Communication Corner. We are your hosts, Maram and Hannah. And on today's episode, we'll be sharing our weekly updates starting a new segment called SLP Internet Insanity, where we share some crazy stories that you guys have shared with us and playing our SLP trivia game and wrapping up with our SLP recs of the week. So grab your headphones and let's talk speech therapy. Hannah, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. I have two updates for you, but I think I should start off with a question. Um, Do you Mm. like uh, Disney princesses or like Disney movies? Yes. When I was younger, I was obsessed with Disney princesses. What's your favorite Disney princess? So when I was younger, it was definitely Belle. Um, Now, I have to think, sorry. I'd say now it's Meredith. I really love Meredith. Really? I wasn't a big fan. Really? I loved it. I thought she was so funny, snarky, loved the hair. For some reason, I just didn't connect with her. Maybe I have no idea why. Mm. But I say that because my favorite Disney princess is The Little Mermaid. It's Ariel. And oh. this weekend, I actually watched the live version or the, like the, you know, the remake. And I saw it in theaters with my sister. It was great. It was wonderful. I don't know. A lot of people, I've been hearing positive reviews from like social media. Um, I really? thought Halle Bailey. Yeah. Halle Bailey was amazing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Her voice is immaculate. And yeah, I thought was it was a, she, she has a great voice, but I thought it was such a great movie in the sense of like, it didn't feel like I was watching. I was still watching the little mermaid, but they had added a few things, which I thought was really good. And it kind of felt like a whole different movie at the same time and gave a different hmm. perspective. Um, so yeah, I really liked that's it. That's so interesting. Hannah, I know you're not on like a lot of social media platforms, right? Just like on TikTok? Instagram. That's kind of it. Yeah. No, not on TikTok. Okay. Um, TikTok is like losing, at least on my for you page, they are losing their minds over like the seagull, um, not being a seagull, um, the crab Sebastian, like they're like, what did they turn him into? Um, and then flounder because he's skinny instead of fat. Like so I haven't I actually have not seen any good comments about the movie except the ending, which obviously we will not mention, but right. Yeah. I think that yeah, like I think I wasn't paying attention to like those aspects. I was just mm-hmm. kind of seeing it as like a storyline and seeing like mm-hmm. um how Ariel was and you know the acting and like the storyline in general. And I personally mm-hmm. thought it was pretty dang good. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's a hot take. I'm really excited <laughs> to see it. it I feel like it was, but maybe an unpopular opinion. But um, I'll watch it and I'll let you know. I think I'll love it. I I just really love like princess movies. I don't know. Yeah, it's really good. I don't really like the remakes, but I think this one was decent. Which what I, else did they the other remake? ones weren't my favorite? Beauty and the Beast, um, Cinderella. Cinderella was okay. That. I think you didn't. That like was a Beauty good one. And the Beast. It was so I didn't good. really like. I didn't really like Emma Watson as Belle personally. Um, oh. Yeah, I was. I wasn't a big fan. I just. It was mm-hmm. good, but it wasn't. Uh, I didn't really like her voice. If that makes sense. Interesting. But, you know, I really liked her as Belle, but I don't know. Like, I didn't have TikTok at that time, um, so I don't know what everybody else in the world thought. <laughs> but I liked it. That was one of my favorite. And then Cinderella. Um, I don't remember it being that great, honestly. I don't remember not liking it, but it's not like I can't even remember it. 
But yeah. All right. Well, but yeah, that's my up- my first update. Sorry, just, just mm-hmm. keep going. My second no, update. Uh, my second update is about a patient I had actually, and I had a I work at this day center. It's like kind of like a skilled nursing facility, but patients go participants. That's what they call them. They go home, and so they'll get mm-hmm. therapy throughout like the day. It's like basically they're there during the day, and they go home to their caregivers or and like independent living. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, we had a patient or a participant that was referred to our center and he just wasn't a good fit because we typically have like older participants at our center. Like I think the youngest mm-hmm. one has to be like 40 and he was mm-hmm. 22. So, you know, the oh. age difference mm-hmm. was just not a good Definitely. fit. He, yeah. He had a traumatic brain injury. Um, and it was mm-hmm. so, it was such a sad story, but you know, he was resilient and he ended up wanting to do like speech therapy, physical and occupational, of course, which we offer, mm-hmm. but I ended up, he just wasn't a good fit. So I ended up trying to, you know, collaborate with other people outside of our program. And I actually reached out to the professor of our old university and mm-hmm. to get him resources. And he was able to connect and he went and was able to join their support group at our uni- our old university and recently so yeah recently his mom texted me and sent me his instagram and he, she wanted me to kind of share it with you guys um it's adventuring with johnny um go Wait, follow him me, i want to follow him so is he like um making like a public social media account now yeah and it's so um basically it's just his story and what he does and kind of the adventures. And it was really cool because uh, we have a, you know, like the gym at the college we went to, they have rock climbing and he was able to participate mm-hmm. in it and he is wheelchair bound. And so mm-hmm. they gave him adaptive equipment in order to participate in wow, rock climbing, which cool. I thought was that's really so cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. I love so um, follow him. That's so cool. I just did. I'm I love, like, I'm so excited to see, like, where his journey takes him. Um, But that's really cool that they were able to let him rock climb. Mm -hmm. I thought that was awesome. And then I I ended up sharing it with other staff at the day center just because we just all knew it wasn't a good fit for him, like I said. And so we were all nervous on how can we support him and his family, given the fact that it wasn't, he didn't really enjoy the location since he didn't Mm -hmm. really connect with the other participants and so I really tried mm-hmm. hard to find him a good fit for, you know, where he was. So did you, um, is this day program a part of the hospital you're at or the SNF or? It's part of like the hospital. Oh, it's okay. a part of the hospital. Yeah. So like we're contracted with them or they're, we get, they get a lot of referrals from the hospital. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Those are my updates. What has been going That's on in cool. your life? Okay, my update this week is so short. Um, I have just been going to graduation parties and graduations. And Hannah, it makes me miss, like, the fact that we didn't get to walk. It's just, like, it's such a bummer. Um, And even though, like, I'm happy for everyone who's graduating, congratulations. It's just, like, every year when they get to walk, I'm just, like, I'm so sad that we didn't. Well, come to find out, literally... At my brother's graduation, I found out um, that, like, we literally could have signed up to walk the next time when everyone walked. Did you know this? I did not. No, I didn't know that. 
yeah, apparently we could have signed up to walk with like whatever the cohort that walked first was after like the COVID pandemic. I get mm-hmm. like somebody who graduated a semester ahead of me was telling me and she was saying like, yeah, you could have signed up to walk with like, you know, the next cohort. And I was like, I had no idea. And I feel like the next cohort that walked, um, it wasn't the spring starts. It was like the next fall starts, right? I'm not exactly sure. I think so. I don't remember. But yeah, so that's just my update is that we could have walked. Do you feel as like bummed out that we didn't get to walk as at didn't get to walk as I do? Not really personally because really? I get anxiety when I'm like in big crowds. And oh. so graduation is just so long and painful. <sighs> And so, and there's a lot of people. And so I just like rather just, I rather not be a part of it. But I also, a lot of our, um, I think a lot of our people in our grad program or who graduated with us got their hoods, even though it was COVID. And I personally didn't buy a hood. First of all, it was kind of expensive. And second Mm -hmm. of all, I just didn't care enough for it, honestly. I think, I don't know. I wish I cared a little more, but it would just be in my closet, just like my wedding dress is currently. But yeah. I splurged on my I, wedding dress, just not the hood. Oh, I didn't get the hood either. Like I think I said, like I took Amanda's so I could take pictures and then I never did. But um, yeah, I kind of wish that we had walked. Our, our bachelor's graduation was literally one of like the happiest days of my life. And I don't know if that's like something sad or not, but I have a lot of happy days. Don't worry, guys. But like, I just remember like the excitement and feeling like so fulfilled and accomplished. And like, we worked so hard. And I was just like, this is a bummer. I wish I got to walk too. But yeah, I guess like, I don't mind big crowds though. So (laughs) I'm a party girl. I think if we were actually like in person, I would want to like walk. I think that'd be exciting. But I think I was just in like the COVID mode where it was like, Hmm we're all at home. We're not doing anything. And we're just like, you know what I mean? Like we're just isolated. So I was just like, "Ah, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, mean, also our university, like, so I went to my brother's graduation and they're just like string of people just like walking across. Like you don't even get to walk by yourself across the stage anymore. Um, I think they had like 9,000 plus graduates or something along those lines. It was crazy. Um, but I did see like a few people who graduated who were from like our cohort of batch, like masters, um, but graduated from different universities and like they get hooded like on the stage. Like it's just, I felt like we worked so hard and it would have been just like a nice, I see what you mean. Yeah. We probably Um, missed out. It was a little, plus I think some universities, I don't know if ours is one of them, like they do a more intimate, um, like a more intimate ceremony. So like, that's what I wish. No, that's mm-hmm. what I wish we had because I know they did it for previous cohorts before us mm-hmm. where like the professors actually would say your name. They would kind of talk about you guys or like talk mm-hmm. about you as a cohort. Um, that's what yeah. I would have loved to do. Yeah. Like more I agree. It. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But alas, we were COVID students. So we got COVID graduations. <laughs> actually, did we even get like an online graduation? No. And that's what I was really sad about. Yeah. Our university did not even acknowledge that we graduated. Yeah, like Nothing. our, co- our um, what do you call it? Our program didn't even say congrats, mm-hmm. I feel. Or no. it was kind of just like everyone just did their medical internship. You know? And it was like, bye, guys. 
Like, I'm trying to think, like, if I even got, like, an email, like, a mass email sent to us, like, oh, congratulations. I don't think so. But anyways, so, yeah, watching my brother walk across the stage, like, I was very proud of him. None of us thought he'd do it. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Love you. You're so smart. Um, But watching him walk across the stage, like, I was so proud of him. And it kind of just reminded me, like, man, I didn't get to do that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that is my update. It's very short today. Our next segment is going to be SLP Internet Insanity, where we talk all about um, things that we found on the internet that you guys either shared with us through Facebook or we found online. I actually found mine through Reddit, and it gets a little crazy on Reddit, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, Maram, let's start with you. What's your first story? What's your crazy story that you found for us? Okay. So I posted on the Facebook group Uncensored SLPs. I don't know if you're in that group. It is the best group ever. Like out of all the speech therapy groups I'm in, it is just the funniest. I need to get more on social media. It's really sad. I mean, I think a lot of people like their goals to do less social media, so I'm sure you're good. But I definitely am like always on social media. But only on Instagram. But continue on. Mm -hmm. So here's my first one. So this was shared on the Facebook group. um, And I just asked, like, what are some, like, crazy moments that have happened to you guys? Um, And someone responded and they said that they worked at a sniff facility. And she says, I have long hair, long curly hair. A patient came up behind me and yanked it as hard as they could. And when I cried out in pain, they quickly mumbled, oh, I thought it was a wig. And they wheeled off in their (gasps) wheelchair. (laughs) Oh, no. Wait, that is so bad. That's I know. Somebody responded. They said I've patients reach out, reach out to attempt to touch my hair, but I saw them coming and pulled away. But you can't really do that from behind. Oh my gosh. I was like Oh my gosh. Oh just like imagine walking down the aisle like down the aisle, walking down the hallway and like somebody's like yanking your hair. You'd probably be like, Oh my goodness, what? Yeah. So that was my my first Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your SLP insanity? Um, okay. Since you started off with a lighthearted one, let's start. Let's not get too serious. Okay. So here's my story. Um, this person from Reddit said, back in my sniff days, it was my first week of my CF. I was flying high, saving lives, making new friends, and treating all of the patients. I walked into my new admin's room to complete my bedside swallow eval. Um, the patient had shingles in his mouth and throat and I completed my oral mech exam and I was appalled by what the, his, his kind of his throat and mouth looked like. He was of course nonverbal because of pain. Um, we trialed some pudding and honey thick water. He proceeded to projectile vomit all over me. So much puke. And I was covered from head to toe in the liquid consistencies that I gave him. Um, I've never seen emesis like that till this day. It was the worst day ever. Yeah. Ew. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And she's safe? Oh my gosh. That is, that's so crazy. I'm literally, I'm speechless. I feel like I've seen so many stories where people um, 
Did she get like sick from him or anything or no? I don't know. I didn't say in particular, mm-hmm. but that was kind of her crazy I story. Saw it. Yeah, like I saw someone who similarly like went into a bedside eval and she got C. diff from the patient. Oh my, wait, that's her. Oh my gosh, that is so bad. <laughs> so bad. C. diff? Yeah. She wait, it's horrible. That's so bad. Like C. diff is like but, the worst thing. I'm more scared to get C. diff than I am COVID. Like, give me COVID mm-hmm. any day. Like, cough on me. Give me COVID. I'll take it on. But C. diff yeah. is the worst. So bad. Yeah. I like, she just like left a, like a comment, but she didn't like give any details. But yeah, she. Yeah. I was when like, I go in, so many people responded. They were like, wait, how did you get, like, how did you almost get C. diff? But no follow up. I think well, I might have touched, seen it on TikTok. Touch like, something. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, even no, like the I smell double. of the wipes for that room, like I, mm. ugh, they like make me cringe just because like of the association, like the C diff smell. I don't know. I feel like there's a smell. Well, but... I always make sure I put all the PPE on, make sure mm-hmm. I am gowned head to toe, mm-hmm. don't want to touch Absolutely. anything. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know why your story reminded me of that. That's not even one of my internet insanities. But, <laughs> but that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I, but I saw it like weeks ago, like on TikTok. It was a comment or something, and I don't know. I don't have any like way okay. to get back to it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, but so she got thrown up next on. One, though. Mm-hmm. Wait, so did she get thrown up on? Or That's she what got, it said. Like, she yeah. Just, like, um, she just got throat covered oh, yeah. in um, emesis. Uh, that I'm a. Oh my gosh, I don't know if you're like this. I'm an empathetic barfer. So I oh, like no. with my brother because my brother and I, you guys were a year apart. Mm-hmm. So I remember like when he was like five, um, I was six and he like got sick and started throwing up. And then like my mom went to go clean it up and then I started throwing up. It's just the worst thing ever. Like I cannot see someone else throw up. And as an adult, I have more control. But as a kid, oh my gosh, I literally would just throw up at the sight of it. Ugh. Empathetic barfer. I like that. That is, yeah. I never heard of that. I cry, empathetically <laughs> cry, like, but never barf. Intriguing. Yeah. But okay, share with us um, your next story. What do you have for us? Okay, this one's really funny, I think. Um, so this is also from the Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. And it says, this person wrote, back in the day when we still wrote on paper in hospitals, I wrote a note on the right half of the page where the doctor could see it to let them know my plan of care, like I was supposed to do, because I was going to perform passive oral exercises, so I abbreviated it to SLP will perform oral X. I realized how awful this sounded, but it was already in ink, so I couldn't black it out. I could only draw one line through it and initial it. So I did, of course. And I made the line very heavy and thick and wrote something else instead. Oh, my God. I wonder if I wonder if the doctor saw that. Oh, man. Yes. That's so bad. I, mean, she, I was like, when she wrote it, I was like, oh, my goodness. Good thing you caught it, though. Like, That's imagine true. if you hadn't caught it. Oh, that would have been a whole different story. It'd be a story of how she um, almost lost her license. (laughs) Okay. My story actually has something to do with your – my next one is very similar to that. Okay. Ready for this one? Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is not – this is more kids. So I think pediatrics, okay? All right. This one's from Reddit too. 
So one of my favorite moments just happened this month. I announced to my life skills cooking group that I was pregnant with my second child. Four to five students yelled congratulations or yay, but one student sat quietly, almost hunched at the table. After a moment when things settled down, he looked up and said, so your husband made sex with you? Good thing we were wearing masks in school because my jaw dropped. Oh my goodness. Like imagine the student. So you you guys had sex? Like what? Like how would you even respond? I don't what did she say what age they were or like um great didn't I'm guessing no. it was school oh, we need more like elementary details. probably yeah that's that's, that's really funny <laughs> yeah actually I came across a few of like um uncomfortable moments like that but yeah kind of okay I think it's Go worse on. too it's coming from a little kid <laughs> coming from or like you not student. just that like in front of other kids too like I feel yeah. like um like what if the other kids don't know what sex is or like what <laughs> they're if, like you know they're like madame miss madame what's sex what's that can you describe it to me I'm like okay, actually okay. that's what health class is for I actually have a story about that okay this is a, off a tangent um my okay. husband and I Omar we used to teach um, a Bible because I'm Christian, so I go to church, and basically we were teaching a Sunday school. And Omar was trying to describe, like, like the lineage and like the family tree of the Bible. And oh, at yeah. one point, he was about to talk about sex with them, and he like started the conversation, and then he stopped and goes, "You know what, guys? Never mind. We will talk about this at <laughs> another time." And I kind of sat there. How I was did like, you guys, wait. like, wait, so like the lineage of like prophets? No, so like I the lineage of like, called. I think I think it's different. So like Adam and Eve, and then Adam and Eve have a kid, yeah. and like how Noah and kind of that like family yeah, okay. tree. Yeah, and we how call them formed. Yeah, yeah, we call them prophets. Like in oh, I see, in I see. Islam. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, I was just like, we should probably shouldn't talk about, you know, that topic. How did it lead to sex? I mean, like, how did that lead to sex? I don't remember exactly why. I think they were just like, he was talking about how like they got together and they had a baby and he was trying to describe, Um, you know, like your parents and then they had you, but then like he kind of stopped. See, I feel like in, like in a setting like that, like, I feel like that's even almost a little worse. Yeah. Just just because like, I don't. I feel like at least like in a lot of the Muslims I know, like I feel like every family wants to introduce this topic so differently than the next. Really? Um, and I feel like it's a really like sensitive topic, right? Like mm-hmm. um, I can think of one family that's like, oh, the baby's from God, right? Or like, mm-hmm. oh, or like another family that I know where they're like, oh, yeah, when two people love each other, like, you know, this is what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like this is what you can do or whatever. Um, and so I feel like it's like, like because we also have Sunday schools and like I picture myself teaching one and just like about to go on that I'd be like um I think we need permission slips first (laughs) right yeah that's a whole nother class whole nother class that we're not teaching but yeah yeah okay so that's mine do you have one last one yes okay so this one was posted on um school-based SLPs for professionals only exclamation point Um, And it says, the caption is, an email I never thought I'd send. Okay. 
So this is the SLP sending an email and she says, hi, blank brought a raccoon skull to school today. She said she got it from a friend for her birthday, though I'm not sure if you're aware that it made its way to school. Laughing emoji. My little sister is a forensic anthropologist and and I and when I sent the picture to her, ugh. My sister is a forensic anthropologist, and when I sent the picture to her, she was very excited to share how clean it is. She said, it looked fairly clean, but you'll want to get the leftover brain matter inside cleaned out. I put written instructions on a post-it for you, but I thought I would email it too, just in case it got lost. What a unique gift. I hope blah, blah, blah has fun with it. Yeah. A little gross. That's, got, that's so gross. Oh my the brain gosh. matter. That Ew. Ew. Actually, Hannah, the comments in this, this is not uncommon. Like people started talking about different dead animals that they have found or like with their students or um, live animals that kids bring in their bags. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is insane. Like y'all are living an adventurous life. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. So I'm going to save actually my last one um, because that one's little, it doesn't fit the vibe that we're feeling. I feel like our stories are going. So I'm going to say something more short and kind of relates to your last one. Okay. This is only, it's only a sentence. Um, So this SOP worked at a skilled nursing facility. And one time um, this person wrote that they were pushing their severe TBI patient down in the hallway um, in a wheelchair. And as they, that speech therapist was pushing him down, the patient put his hand through the spokes of the wheelchair as they were rolling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It didn't say anything else like what happened to his fingers, but it just yeah. the, the patient put the hand through the wheelchair. Like the okay, the all I can picture is like, like okay, so wait, it's going. You put your hand through. Like I feel like you dislocate a finger. Probably it's not worse. Because she's worse. pushing. He's like rolling himself. Right. Yeah. yeah That's so crazy. I don't know, and of but... course, there's no follow up. Yeah, there's no follow up. <laughs> That's kind of just the short um, thing that happened to them. Kind of nasty, but. Man, you guys have been mm. through some crazy stuff. I haven't had anybody do anything crazy like that so far. Hopefully that um, doesn't happen. I've had like people say out of pocket things to me. Um that's common. But Hannah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I've had some really out of pocket things said to me. Are you gonna um, share? Those no, those will be saved for a different podcast. Maybe for okay. like a spitch please moment. Um I think that we actually we should bring one of those back, but yeah, those were our SLP internet insanity stories. Um, let us know if you guys enjoyed them. Let us know what your SLP insanity moments are, and we'll share them here. Um, yeah, so you can email them to us at communicationcornerpod at gmail or just send it to any of our Instagram, our Instagram, TikTok, or um, in our group. But anyways. Um, now I'm really excited on to this next segment called SLP Trivia. Um, Hannah, go ahead. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this segment? Okay. 
Okay. So yeah. So we'll go back and forth and our, we'll have questions. And then I've been, I did it A, B, C, and D as the options. Okay. If you need to write them down, go ahead, but you guys can play along too. And we will tell you the answers to these questions, but okay, Maram, you ready for the first one? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Here's Wait, my hold question. On. I want to, I want to, no, no. I want to get a paper. Actually, let me just open my notes on my phone because I want to keep score and see who okay, ends up winning idea. in the long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do this again. Each... Yeah, def- I think we should. Well, we'll see how it goes. But because we're each just going to like ask some trivia questions, give multiple choice answers and try our best to answer. Okay. I actually have history too to go – or I have like an answer and explanation for a few of these. Okay. So, yeah. I all right. Just for a couple of them, I do too. Okay. Ready for my first one? Yes. Okay. All right. So question one, in what year did Asha begin to acknowledge the role of the SLP in the care of those with dysphagia? Okay. okay. Here are your mm-hmm. options. A, 1975. B, mm-hmm. 1999. C, 2005. And D, 2015. Okay. What is your guess? Okay, obviously it's not 2015. That's way too soon. Are you sure about that? Um, yeah, I am. Um, unless I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, I'm just going <laughs> to go with... So in dysphagia, I'm going to say 1999. Good job. Actually, yes. Oh, yay. <laughs> I was going to retract my statement. <laughs> I was I was thinking like you shared the Jerry Logeman book and I know Jerry Logeman was one of the first or Dr. Jerry Logeman was one of the first people. And I was like, that was in 97. So yeah. Great yeah, math there. I got it. Yeah. So actually it was interesting. So I think, what was it? We, before 1999, um, you typically mm-hmm. in order to be a speech therapist to degree to treat dysphagia, you would have to do like postgraduate CEU activities because we were acknowledged as like the WHO World Health Institute that we treated dysphagia, but ASHA hadn't acknowledged it as in like they were, the your graduate program had to provide you with graduate courses. But actually um, it wasn't until 1999 till 2007. So those were the age, those were the year ranges where universities started actually providing dysphagia courses. Yeah, that's where I kind of like pictured the range. 2007 still sounds so late to me, but. That does, doesn't it? Okay. Yay. One point for me. Guys, I'm really bad at trivia. Oh my gosh. I am too. All right. What's my question? Here we go. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. When was the first ASHA meeting ever held? Okay. A, when? Like year? Nine, yeah, what year? A is 1925. B is 1937. C is 1921. And D is 1948. Okay, 1925 seems a little too early. I love how we both had years. Okay. <laughs> I am going to... Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I feel like I've been taking a test. Okay. I know. Talk about- Wait, mm-hmm. hold up. Let me think about my questions and then think about. Okay, so we started overlap. to treat. 
You said, at, where, when was it first held? You said Asha? Yeah, the first ever meeting. First ever meeting, okay. Okay, 21 seems a little too far-fetched. 40, D, 1948? Is that too late? Is that your final answer? Yes. No, it's 1925. Really? That's crazy. That sounds so, that's early. Oh my God. Hold on. I have like a little snippet thing that I think I lost. (laughs) Where did it go? Wait. Yeah, it's really early. It's almost been a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Like, wow. That's insane. Like that. Wow. I would wow. I would have never guessed, guys. I guess nineteen forty eight does it seem does. a little too late. Mm-hmm. It says nearly one hundred years ago in nineteen twenty five, Asha was officially created. Those in this field who are aware of the profession's history identity or um, identify nineteen twenty five as the year as when our profession began. Um and then yeah, it's really interesting. If I keep going, then I'll give all the answers to my other questions. But there's like <laughs> a little scanned paper of their notes that they took at said meeting. And it's just so crazy, like how long ago it was. But like also, it's not even a full hundred years, but still. Yeah, 1925. Wow. We've been almost here, about to celebrate a hundred years, y'all. That's crazy. I know. Okay. We should um, do like throw a party. We really should. Any excuse? Honestly, Asha's Asha's probably going to throw a party. <laughs> no, Asha's Asha. not going to do anything. <laughs> they might charge us extra dues. That's a hot take for another day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. A hot take for here's, day. Okay. Here's my next one. Okay. So this is the question. I actually got stopped by a pulmonologist in our hospital. Um, he's like an intensive care professional, also a pulmonologist, mm-hmm. but he treats m- mainly patients in the ICU. But he stopped me and asked me this question, and I had no idea the answer. So I made it into a trivia question. So here's the question, yeah. madame. Who was the first person to introduce or propose video fluoroscopy or MBSs to treat dysphagia? Was it A, Jerry Logaman, B, Susan Langmore? C, Bonnie Harris, or D, Mark Barium? Um, uh, okay. Okay, I'm going to say C. Bonnie Harris, really? No. I couldn't even remember the name. I was just like, <laughs> um. It was A, Jerry Logaman. We were just what? talking about her. Yeah. She actually passed away in 2014, and I didn't know. Um, I know because our dysphagia professor literally told us when she passed away. Or, like, not when she passed away, but, like, told us, um, oh, like, she, do you remember her talking about Jerry Logaman and how great her book was, but, like, how she didn't pick it because it's old? And then, like, how she actually passed away and she met her before. Well, I obviously was not paying attention during that Zoom meeting <laughs> during COVID, as probably most of us weren't. And I thought you weren't either, but obviously you were you were a top A student, Mara. <laughs> so here's the thing about my wonderful brain. It remembers the weirdest stuff. Um, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like, for example, I remembered, right, that like she talked about this 
did not remember the material. Um, when my son was born and people, you know, they bring bring you gifts. I could not remember what one of my cousins got me, but I remember the gift bag very detailed. Um, like, but I have no idea what was in the gift bag. So I just remember the weirdest you, thing. You remember the oddest things because honestly, guys, she has a very poor memory. Like I have a really you have bad no memory. idea. You have pretty like, I would say mom pretty brain, bad. Yeah, mom brain is so real. Honestly, I reached out to my doctor at one point and was like, hey, um, is this like a sign of like maybe some kind of like vitamin deficiency? And she was like, No, you just have a baby at home. Like you're fine. And I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's I like early, teach you early, some, early onset Alzheimer's. I need to teach you some um, external memory aids versus internal memory aids, and we should practice, do some cognitive therapy. Yeah, with you. strengthen my brain. <laughs> strengthen my brain. But please. yes, okay. Um, but wait, Jerry, look, can I add to that? So Jerry Logeman was oh, yeah. the first okay. one to introduce it. Susan Langmore, she created fees. Um, Bonnie mm. Harris was actually she created the MBS IMP. Mm. And um Mark Barium is somebody I just made up because it sounded appropriate since it's a modified barium soul study. That was so smart. I had a feeling though, but that was really smart because I was like, um, what if it was made up? But so the reason I didn't pick Jerry Logeman, I feel like I started to say this and then got distracted. Um, the reason I didn't pick Jerry Logeman is because we were talking about her in her book, and I was like, it had to have already existed. No, I, right. You would think to write a book about it, especially if like dysphagia was only really introduced in 1975. Um, was it 1975? 1990 no, 1999. Uh, I already forgot. No, Don't take it was away my point. No, 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 you're right. It was my question was when Asha acknowledged it. When like the oh, WHO Institute, Asha, okay. yeah, when mm-hmm. when the world, what does WHO stand for? World Health Organization. Yeah, when they already, when they acknowledged or acknowledged when we were treating dysphagia, it was like 1980 something. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, for some reason, I remembered your question way wrong. See, that's a <laughs> testament to my memory. Okay, ready right, for my question? Go ahead. Yes. Okay, Hannah, how many ASHA accredited programs are there in the United States? Um, ASHA accredited SLP programs are there in the okay. United States? A, 315, mm-hmm. 315, B, 267, C, six, oh, sorry, C, 368, D, 278. You're giving me so many numbers this time around, Madame. Okay. <laughs> Let's calculate how many schools there are that teach speech therapy. Let's do some math here. And we're going to go with the lucky number. Math no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Not that good, okay? Um, I'm like, what formula did you develop? You know, I came from a really good college. We went to it together. So we have great education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go with the lucky number 278. How bad was that? Oh, that's terrible. That's the right answer. Oh, really? Wow. That was just my guess. Wow. Don't pick C. Pick D, guys. It's D. Yes. There are, here it is. Let's see. 278 accredited programs in the United States. 36 candidate programs. 
So there's 314 altogether, but only 270 are accredited. What happens if, and I kind of know the answer to this, but I'm not exactly sure if um, the correct one, and maybe you know, but what if you go to a graduate program that ends up not being accredited? What happens to your so I asked this, license? I asked this to my brother because he wants to do audiology. So he applied to audiology schools. And one of the schools he applied to is ours and they're not mm-hmm. accredited. But he said, you still get, you still get to keep your license. He says, I don't know if this is true. He says, you just get paid less. What? But I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. But that's what he – and I feel like he would know, but I clearly am an older sister, so I'm very – like, do you know what you're talking about? But he said, yeah, you would keep your license um, and, like – but, like, you might get paid less because you're not fully okay. accredited. I, I heard from a student from a person who also went into our program who was considering out of time a different – a college who wasn't accredited but ended up picking our school that if your school doesn't end up being accredited, your license or your master's degree kind of means nothing. It's Hmm. not really acknowledged. But, you know, who knows? You guys tell us in the comments or reach out to us (laughs) to let us know if you know the answer because that's kind of scary. Hold on. Wait, I'm a little curious. Can I try to Google it real quick, see if we get an instant answer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it said okay, I have I have something. I don't know if it's right though. So according to APTA.org. Oh, this is for physical therapy. <laughs> um, but anyways, according that, to them. A, use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of t- relates to us. Can, uh, a candidate for accreditation accreditation status indicates the program is making satisfactory progress towards compliance with accreditation criteria, but it does not assure that the program will get the accreditation. Graduates of these programs are eligible for licensure, so you can still get your license. Oh, then I was very wrong. What happens, though? But we could both still be very wrong. I mean, it was just like a... Um, I don't know. Let's do more research, and maybe it'll be one of our updates next week. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, My last question. You ready for it? Yes. All right. In order to say a phrase, how many muscles of the chest, neck, jaw, tongue, and lips must collaborate? Okay. You ready for your options? Must what? Must collaborate. Like must work together. All right. Here's A, 25, B, 50. C, 100, and D, 500. I'm going to say 50. Wrong. It's C, Dang 100. It. Mm, that makes muscles. sense. It was just such a well-rounded number. I was like, that's way too perfect. I know what you mean. That's what I thought too. But yeah, 100 muscles. I found that out this morning. I don't have any history or anything behind it. <laughs> this, you I found it all live. That you bought it from. According to Wikipedia... Uh, it was I, right. I didn't really say. I just I found it online, and I'm gonna say it's accurate. I found it from different websites, so it looked like a credible sources. Fact check us, guys, if any of our answers are incorrect. Okay, please fact. Oh check yeah, them. Okay. check us. <laughs> okay, so here's mine. Where did the first ASHA meeting take place? 
A, California. B, Maryland. C, New York. D, Pennsylvania. All right. I don't think it was Cali. New York, no. You did D already as an answer, so you wouldn't pick D again. <laughs> okay, I'm going with Maryland. Is that what you said? Yeah. Wow. Do you see this guy? Psychology no, you're right wrong. Oh, you're dang. wrong. I meant, yeah, that oh, is what really I said, but you're wrong. Dang, you Sorry, really got me. I was looking at the yeah. I meant like, because you said, is that what you said? And I said, yeah, it is what I said. That's what I meant. Okay. The okay. first one took place in New York. Um, Remember I was telling you about like the little picture of the the notes. It says December mm-hmm. 1925, New York, New York. At the time of this meeting of the regular speech association of America, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it was in New York. I would have never guessed New York, to be honest with you. You know what? That's why I put in Maryland because I was like, that's where I had to Google it. I'm like, where is Ash's headquarters? And that's where. Is it Maryland? Mm hmm. I probably saw it somewhere when I was applying and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think like your RPE or whatever, you have to mail it to them. I don't know. You know, honestly, I feel like. We did not send that to Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) We sent it to like the city we live in, didn't we? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I feel like this exercise kind of showed us what kind of test takers we are. <laughs> uh, carry on. Are you talking yes. smack, Hannah? Because <laughs> somebody doesn't like to write her answers down. And then I felt like you were judging my questions. I feel like you were the type of student be like, hmm, I don't like that word in this question. She worded it wrong. <laughs> were you that student? I was not. No, I'm not at all, actually. Really? Um, no, I am. I have actually really bad test anxiety. Oh, gosh, um, I don't think I've ever like noticed the wording. I think there was one professor we had where she used to like remove questions from the test. Oh, because I know like, exactly her own wording. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then she also yeah. used to like true or false. Um, the hijab is obligatory. And like you would put like, let's say you would put like false right and she'd be like "Ooh, Mm -hmm. I put the word is so that makes it true like it was just the weirdest like nitpickiest I hated those true or false questions they gave me anxiety I know but actually yeah I know exactly what test and who you're talking about and those always gave me anxieties like her test was almost like a game where you had to like problem solve to figure it out Mm. Mm-hmm. I felt it was kind of different Actually, than the Praxis personally. I didn't think the Praxis was similar to te- her oh, no. test. The Praxis was not like that. Um, Actually, her test, the way that I used to do her true or false questions is I would literally write the statement, like the correct statement, right? So like if we're talking about a therapy technique, I'd write the correct statement and then I'd cross-reference. And so on my mm. test, you would see like a little ugly handwriting underneath the question. Um, but yeah and also it works sometimes I was really bad at true or false but also in our anatomy and physiology class every single time the professor would hand out the test we had the same professor I think we were in the same class every time she'd hand out the test for us to take I would tear up and almost cry just from how 
anxious I was to take the test. And then I would do good on her test. Like I was that annoying person who would cry because they thought they did bad and then like would take the test and then like get an A. But I wouldn't cry after. Like I would, like she would hand me the test and my hands would be shaking and there would be tears in my eyes because I was just so anxious about taking the test. It was just, okay. Were were you that type of student that talked about the test afterwards with their friends or did you just like not acknowledge that you took a test? Um, no, I'm, I did because my friends were the type of people that talked about like, oh, did you get this or did you get this? But you see how my memory is. So like, I can never remember <laughs> what I actually put. Um, and I'd be very be influenced. Like, oh, yeah, I think, I think I know. Yeah. It'd be really frustrating. They had a lot of patience with me, but like, I'd be like, oh yeah, I think I put B2. And then like, I would have put A or something. Um, but I like my natural instinct. I don't think it's to talk about it. But like I wasn't gonna be like, ooh, I don't want to talk about this with you. Like, Ugh, or like, did mean. you? Cause like I know some people, it gives them anxiety to talk about you know the test afterwards. Um, want to know something dangerous? Ooh, yes. Okay, so this is my dangerous off a tangent. I'm so sorry, but I okay. used to after the test was done, I would have like all my notes right in my backpack that I was like setting off of. I would drive and I'd be so anxious. I would want to know the answers. Um, and I would drive with like my notes in front of me trying to find the answers while I was driving home. Cause I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't not stop thinking about it. That's crazy. I used to, okay, this isn't dangerous, but this is maybe a little weird. I used to make a study guide or like fill out the study guide, make a um, quizlet or something like that, record myself on my phone, reading it with the answers play mm-hmm. it every time I got in the car or if I recorded I think you lectures, told me this I would listen yeah if I recorded lectures I would listen to them in the car like anytime mm-hmm. I, like it was my podcast like anytime I was in the car I listened to them just because like I things that like I listen to they they really like I know the lyrics to every single song that I've ever listened to like I just it just stays it sticks on my brain and I don't know if I told you this, and I don't know if anyone else is like this. I feel like I'm going to end up with like a weird diagnosis from our listeners. But <laughs> when I study, if I write it in pencil, did I ever tell you this? If I write it down in pencil on my study guide, when I'm taking the test, I can close my eyes and I can see what I wrote like it, like imprinted on my brain. Like I could see myself writing it I like on you, my brain. I think you did. I remember you kind of telling me this in, in yeah. undergrad, but um, – yeah, I think you I think you did tell me this. I'm not exactly sure. But um I mean you're having external memory aids. That's very good. <laughs> yes, but it doesn't work with pen. That's real. I was gonna ask you that if it's only pen or pencil. Um, it was only pencil. Um, whenever I tried to do like color coding or whatever, I would just remember the colors. Like I'd remember the answer was red, but I couldn't remember what it said. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, I'm yours so is much safer. Good. Yours is much safer than mine. Don't my, my moral of the story is don't do what don't, Hannah um, did. Yeah, it's don't do that. I used to actually study on the way to school in the car while driving and read my notes. Don't do that, guys. Um, That's a no. Don't do that. I used to beg people dangerous. to drive me to school so that I could study. Like I'd be like, to you told me that too because you carpooled. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did. I carpooled with Amanda, but before carpooling with Amanda because we did that in grad school. Um, before that, I would just like beg my mom or my siblings, like drive me. I want to study. It's so crazy to look back. It's just, oh my gosh. Insane. We got crazy stories. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on guys. 
Um, that was our segment. So we tied and we'll carry on and I'll just keep adding to our points. We each got one point. Um, okay, moving on to our next segment. We are actually just going to do like a really mini segment where we talk to you guys about something exciting that is coming up. So that thing is, it's the SLP journey is what we think we're going to call it. Right, Hannah? Mm-hmm. I think that sounds right. You might change the name. And so it's just going to be a series in the next few weeks where we talk about the different steps to becoming a speech therapist. Um, It's just going to be like every episode is going to have like a segment that talks specifically about this. So for example, um, undergrad, what you can do and like what classes you should take to become a speech therapist and then applying to grad school. Um, what that looks like. And then we'll do a segment about grad school, like in the next episode, talk about the process of applying for RPEs and becoming a CF, the difference between both of those things, applying for your C's and your licensure, and like just going through every single step because nobody really does that with you. (laughs) Um, And so we just thought it would be a good series to start. Um, And if you guys have any specific questions about this, like I've always wondered about this. Reach out to us so that we can put it in our little itinerary. Yeah. And the last thing I think we're going to talk about is our pay scale. I don't know if you mentioned that, but definitely want to talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, how to ask for raises and kind of what to expect in regards to what setting to, what kind of pay scale to accept, to expect in a different settings because every setting is different. Um, But yeah, please reach out to us on Instagram. We'll probably be adding to our stories and just let us know kind of what topics you wanted to discuss. I kind of want to add personally some stories as we like specific stories we had at each stage that we can try to remember because I can tell you some stories about grad school yeah. and tell you interesting, well, interesting mm-hmm. stories. Well, we also like the way that this started was we wanted to talk about pay scale and like um interviewing for jobs as a new grad but then we were like maybe we should just take it back and go through the whole all the steps Mm. and I want to get more information about pay scale and learn more because I am still learning because I am not Mm. a good person to advocate for pay scale but Maram is so I will sit back and listen (laughs) to her (laughs) yeah I, I mean I'll always tell people to like advocate for your pay and then when it's my turn I just get so nervous but I have gotten a lot better and I do advocate for my pay um, and I'm very proud of myself for that because it's not my personality. <laughs> but yeah, so look, we, we're looking forward to that. Um, Hannah, yeah. do you have anything to add to it before we wrap up? I think you kind of covered it all. I think we, I'm excited to hear all you have to talk about because our experience were both kind of similar in a sense, but a little different in the regards of you doing early intervention, but also you did um, acute care as well. And hopefully mm-hmm. we can get a host or a guest to come to talk about um, the school base um, CF yes. because that's very different mm-hmm. from our experiences as well. But yeah, hope you yeah. guys tune in for that episode coming up. And please let us know if you have any recommendations for us. But let's move on to our last portion of this episode. We like to conclude every episode with our SLP recs of the week. So Maram, go ahead. What is your SLP rec this week? What do you have for us? 
my SLP rec for this week is I took them out. I they're never in the room that I'm in. Um this is for the feeding therapists or anybody who has a baby who is starting solids or learning to drink from a cup. The um red solo cups, the minis that you can get like mm. at the Dollar Tree, like I think. Mm-hmm. Um I actually yeah, they're like they're so tiny. Um, those are so good for teaching your child to drink from an open cup or teaching your clients to drink from an open cup. Um, and then I just like that's my go-to because if they drop it, it doesn't break. I don't care about them. They were literally 99 cents for a pack of like 40. And also cups for kids are so expensive. Like I love the teddy bear cup for teaching to use a straw, but it's so expensive. I want to say it was like $30 or something like that. And that's a lot. Yeah. And like, that's not even the most expensive cup. Like, I don't know why kids cups are so freaking expensive. So yeah, use a mini red solo cup, fill it to the top with water or whatever you're going to give your kid, bring it to their lips so they can like taste it or, you know, give it to them and they'll bring it to their own lips. And my son, we did it two days now and now he's able to drink from a cup. He's very messy. Yeah. Like literally water everywhere, but it's so cute, Hannah. And because they're like red, right? Like they're a very distinct color. So when he sees the cup, like it's so cute. I'm trying to teach him like the little water sign and then like he'll just reach for it. It's adorable. But yes, that's my SLP rec for my feeding therapist is to use a mini red solo cup. Well, that's a good rack. I actually want to learn more about feeding because I love dysphagia, but not really good with dysphagia and pediatrics. A lot of people ask me questions about it. Um, short mm. story, real quick, before I add on to my SLP rack, but somebody actually, a friend of mine who doesn't, who's an accountant, who has no idea what speech therapy does, and my friend group was talking about pediatric feeding And he had mentioned, or somebody had mentioned that like speech therapists work with early intervention and pediatric feeding. And my name was brought up and my friends were like, Hannah would know nothing about that. She works with adults. And this person who is an accountant listened to the podcast and said, no, well, her friend, Hannah doesn't know, but her friend, Madame, knows about pediatric. That's what she specializes in, pediatric feeding. And I was like, wow, thanks for listening. That made me feel my heart was so warmed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Literally a few people have like reached out and been like, oh, I listened to episode one and like I was so bummed episode two wasn't released or, you know, or like you guys, I felt like I was having a conversation with you, which is our goal. Like we want this podcast to feel like you guys are here with us having a conversation. And it just, it makes me so happy because like when we first, like when I first pitched the idea to Hannah, we were like, oh my gosh, are we really going to do this? (laughs) And I'm so glad that like we are getting a good response. But that makes me happy too that he like or they listened to this podcast and like they were like, oh, I know pediatric SLP. Yeah, Yeah, everybody has no idea about speech. Exactly. Like anybody here who's listening, you can consider yourself someone who has a friend who is a pediatric feeding SLP and you can DM me on Instagram anytime and I will happily answer. I've worked with speech therapists that are in Texas, LA, like I don't mind. I love it. Yeah. I wanted to share that, but okay. But anyways, let me share with you my rec. So my rec this week is to follow. I've been talking about Instagram like nonstop, but it's someone to follow on Instagram. Her name is Kelsey Day. My actually my supervisor from my medical internship is the one who recommended her to me. Her name's Kelsey Day. 
And she's on Instagram. I think it's Kelsey Day MS or Kelsey Day period MS period CCC SLP. And she posts all about medical SLP. She recently just posted a bunch of stories about her patients and kind of her tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of my information as well as like evidence-based practice practices, like research articles from her. And I think it's a great resource. And a lot of, were you going to say something? Follows me on Instagram. Does she really? Yeah, she does. She's really great. She's she's awesome. I actually and she's her a board certified specialist in swallowing and swallowing she disorders. Is. It's really she hard, is. guys, to become a board special um, certified specialist. One day, that's my one day. That's my it is dream. definitely on my list. It I'm doing list things like, that's so that my eventually dreams. I can. But I think in order to be a board specialist, board certified specialist, you have to like present to groups of people. You have to like do research. I think I'm not sure. Um, I did look at it when we first graduated because I was like, this is the journey I'm going to take and I'm going to do everything to you become this board specialized, board certified speech therapist, but it's hard. And you have to like, you have to apply for it and you can get declined. I I think she mentioned in her Instagram that she's been declined a few times or once or twice, Mm -hmm. but she worked really hard and she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love her content. I reached out to her before and asked her questions. She's very responsive and she actually has this she created her own like ceu called the qslp.com and you can get ceus from her she has a few out already i haven't taken her courses but i really want to a friend of mine actually did her course and recommended and kind of just showed me the outline of what she provides and was like you should really take it it's really great education so i plan to in the future but yeah that's my slp rec rec and that kind of wraps up this episode of Communication Corner, we encourage you guys to get involved and let us know what your S, um, your SLP insanity stories are. Please give us some crazy ones and maybe we'll share it with you guys in a, a future episode. And let us know what content you want us to cover for our mini series that's coming up. Reach out to our social, socials at Communication Corner pod and our gmail at gmail.com thank you guys so much for tuning in all right bye